It's time for another edition of AEW Unrestricted. Tony Schiavone, Aubrey Everts, joined by Tony Khan. Yeah. Yes, sir, because we have our big event coming up this Sunday on pay-per-view. It's all out. And, of course, we're going to be talking about the entire card. Tony, as always, great to have you with us. It's great to be with you. I always enjoy these pay-per-view previews. It's one of my favorite parts of every pay-per-view week. And All Out's the biggest card we've ever had on pay-per-view, so it's going to be awesome. It's been a lot of great things leading up to the card, and we're going to talk about uh, the card and some of the great matches. But right off the gate, uh, Tony, this is such a big event for us because it's been a long time since we've had a pay-per-view on the road. Well, it's been a long time since we've had a pay-per-view on the road. This is an incredible way to go back on the road with the biggest card we've ever put on pay-per-view. And then to go back on the road, I think it's fun because we've been doing these shows in Jacksonville, the pay-per-views, and us literally doing these pre-shows together in Jacksonville for a long time. And now uh, to be back on the road, to be out here around Chicago and have the return of CM Punk here in the Chicago area is amazing. Uh, And it's just been a whirlwind because the company's never been hotter. It's the best time in the history of AEW. Our TV's on fire. We've had the number one show on cable on Wednesday with Dynamite, number one show on cable on Friday with Rampage. And that's like a real milestone for us to hit. And really, the company's just been tracking so well. Dynamite had been on fire. And then the month of August, the launch of Rampage and the debut of CM Punk, his first appearance here, and then his first uh, interview with you, Tony. Mm -hmm. It's been a whirlwind. It's been so so exciting. And uh, I can't imagine a better place to do it than here and at All Out. It's absolutely incredible. I don't think... I know I personally never would have thought to see CM Punk wrestling again. So the fact that he's here with us and he has this incredible match with Darby where Sting is in his corner, who would have ever thought this would be possible? I'm sure you did. Well, I did. But uh, <laughs> yes, I've, and I, uh, I'm glad that it's happening, but it's a dream. And I think it's going to be a, a really exciting situation for the fans. And it's going to be uh, the best business we've ever done on AEW, I can say with certainty. So I'm, I'm very excited and it's going to be a great card, I think. That's a great place to start. Uh, The return of CM Punk, we have great bell-to-bell, great action on this show, and so much to look forward to. But I think something that people have been anticipating for years is the return of CM Punk to wrestling. And Darby Allin is one of the hottest wrestlers in the world. And I think that match, Darby Allin versus CM Punk one-on-one, is the most anticipated thing in wrestling in a really long time. When CM Punk was asked, and JR asked him this, uh, why Darby? We've always wondered why Darby. He said because... When I was a youngster, this would be the type of wrestler I would want to be like. Absolutely. So, yeah, so uh, you can draw them both together and, and see that they're very similar in, in very many ways. And it's been quite a while since he's been in the ring now. Yeah, absolutely, know? absolutely. But he, if you've seen him, I mean, he's in tremendous physical sure condition. Yes. We've right. seen him up yes. close, Tone, and I do believe he's ready. He's been training, He's and now he's preparing. I think it's going to be a great match. And uh, we know what to expect from Darby. The run Darby's had this past year He's very well prepared to have a great pay-per-view match. He's had some of the best pay-per-view matches we've had in AEW, and I think he had a great run as TNT champion, and really there's nobody more prepared to come up, I think, and step up in the spotlight for a great pay-per-view match than Darby Allen. Two wrestlers that fans love, Mm -hmm. and and that's going to make it a very unique match in itself because fans really take to Darby, as we know, because of what he's meant to AEW, what he's meant to pro wrestling, But and obviously CM Punk is legendary, but... In Chicago, which is CM Punk's home, it's going to be uh, quite a unique experience to see them go at it. And it's really a unique experience to be back here after we've just done the first dance, which right. was uh, absolutely an, incredible. the biggest uh, crowd we've ever done for AEW to go to the United Center for what I think 
people expected was CM Punk's debut, and we wanted people to, <laughs> we wanted the fans to be about ninety nine percent sure yeah. that it was going to be CM Punk's debut. But I think to really deliver it, and uh, you know that one percent doubt in their minds is what made the surprise so special. And you know, as he was coming in, he really wanted to be there, debuting at the United Center, and it was really an honor to work with him to put the first dance together. I think it's one of the most successful things we've ever done in AEW, and to this date, it's the biggest audience we've ever had, especially when you account for the DVRs and uh, the business effects and the the positive after effects just keep happening, and uh, we're growing. Every metric is pointing up, and it's a great time for AEW. But really, it's been trending up for a long time, and the company stayed hot. Uh, it's pretty amazing to stay hot through a pandemic. And one of the people right. who was there for us every step of the way, you were both there every step of the way. And we, at one point, we only had 20-something percent of the roster, under 30 percent of the roster for sure, uh, were available. And really just a handful of our stars were able to travel to the shows early in the pandemic when we put that marathon taping together in Atlanta that you were both there. Darby Allen was a huge part of it. Absolutely. He came in and had a few really important matches, and he was chasing the TNT title, and even though he didn't win it there in that tournament, he went on and had a great 2020, and it ended on a really high note for him at full gear last year on pay-per-view, winning the TNT title. And then he went on and to become one of the biggest draws, one of the biggest stars, and really build himself a huge fan base where he was – really one of the true big stars in the business. After Darby won the title, he made nine successful defenses, which is the most of any of the TNT champions. He had some great matches, and he drew huge ratings for us. And he brought a lot of new fans in, young fans. It's why we have the youngest fans in wrestling and, honestly, the youngest fans in sports. You know, last week, the out of hundreds of sports programs, number one and number two lowest uh, median age, the youngest fan base in all sports, Dynamite and Rampage. How about Ooh. that? So we have a great young fan base, and we appreciate fan We've got fans of all ages, but it's really exciting to bring new people into wrestling, and Darby's a huge part of that. Nobody can deny it. He's become a huge star, and uh, you see it everywhere we go. The kids with their faces painted, half-painted up for Darby. So he's built himself up. And then, I mean, it doesn't get much bigger than the return of CM Punk as a pay-per-view attraction. Really, for us, we haven't uh, experienced anything like the interest we've had. Like I said, every business metric, whether it's merchandising, uh, these pay-per-view buys, or ticket sales for the first dance, and TV ratings, all at an all-time high. And it's great because the business was already trending at an all-time high when he came in. So we took really the hottest product in wrestling and made it even hotter with the arrival of CM Punk at the first dance. And now to come back in Chicago area to have CM Punk and Darby Allen one-on-one, I think it's the most exciting thing we've ever presented and it's going to drive more business for us than anything. And the great part is we're going to bring new fans in. We've got a great opportunity to introduce people to what AEW is all about, which is great wrestling top to bottom. And we have one of the most stacked cards we've ever had Punk and Darby, I think, is going to bring in a lot of attention. and People are going to see our AEW championships. We have the best title matches on pay-per-view. We have the best champions. And really, uh, it's a great chance for people to see that AEW is where I think the best champions in wrestling work. You brought in Sting, uh, and he's kind of been with Darby as kind of his mentor. And that's kind of bridged the gap, hasn't it, uh, between uh, the fans who watch Sting and watch his career and the young fans who 
who are with Darby. I mean, it, it's it's quite an alignment, I think. It's been really great. It's, you know, bringing Sting in and signing Sting, I thought it was a natural fit uh, with Sting and Darby, and it it's been such a great pairing, and uh, they've added so much, I think, to each other's, and it's what a unique chapter in both of their careers at a really formative time in Darby's young, exciting career as he launches himself into real stardom, mm -hmm. mainstream stardom. And Sting, somebody who knows a lot about that, one of the most successful wrestlers of all time, uh, what a great mentor for Darby. And again, they have so much in common, really three men that have a lot in common. Three men, three really good men, three honest men, and, and three men who aren't going to go out and uh, be having drinks or, or doing anything crazy. I mean, three real straight-edge, hard-training guys right. and all in prime condition. Really three great generations mm -hmm. uh, with Sting, Darby Allen, and CM Punk, three great generations of champions here in AEW where the best champions in wrestling work. Right. So it's a it's really exciting time for us and that that's going to drive so much business but really it's a great card top to bottom and i think we can talk down the whole thing and and talk about all the great title matches and all the exciting stuff on this amazing pay-per-view card i want to add one more thing about cm punk i had talked to him I, I had met him twice before he came to AEW, but his enthusiasm backstage that day his enthusiasm when he walked out obviously we saw all that and when he came back was really contagious. Mm -hmm. it, it was really contagious backstage, and everyone was happy for him yeah, being well, happy. Right, and everyone was just thrilled about being in the moment. It's it's a moment that we'll never forget. But I, I've often said one of the great reasons that we love working here in AEW is because of how great it is backstage. And you've added another element now to a, a guy who has come backstage with such a determination and excitement, and it's it's contagious. Well, he really fits is. like a glove. He loves wrestling, and I think that's what so many of us have in common. And I think that's why a lot of us gravitated towards each other, because there wasn't really a mainstream outlet with great production values for people to express their love for wrestling right. uh, in, in the ways we want to. Right. And I love working with so many people here. I love working with both of you. And, and CM Punk fits our office culture like a glove. Right. Like I said, he's really just a does. really good, honest person. And uh, same thing with Sting and right. Darby. And to have this kind of a match, really, two guys, two generations, and throw Sting in three generations of, of the greats, it's not going to happen very often. And for somebody like CM Punk to make the return to the ring after a uh, seven-year absence is pretty monumental. And uh, I think the first dance showed how much interest there is. We heard from ESPN that the amount of social traffic they had on this uh, one post, this one retweet, was more than they've had on anything since May, which included the Summer Olympics, <laughs> the NBA Finals, right. and the European Championships. So it was an incredible story. No big deal. Not, not just a big deal in the world of wrestling, but in the world of mainstream sports, sports and sure. a big news story. Sure. So, uh, again, the amount of media interest in us is at an all-time high, and this is great because All Out is going to do big business for AEW. Uh, we're going to introduce our brand of wrestling to all kinds of fans, and I, our TV ratings, you know, growing and the first dance was the biggest crowd we've ever done, and we're going to top that again next month when mm -hmm. we go to Arthur Ashe Stadium. Just a few weeks. AEW Dynamite Grand Slam coming right. up just in a few weeks. It's going to be right. awesome. It's a great time. You said a great time to be a fan of AEW. It really is a great time to work for AEW. It's a great time to be a fan of wrestling. It yeah, really is. Right. Wrestling's great right now. There's so much great stuff going on, and I think AEW, honestly, is at the forefront of it. But really, if you love wrestling, there's so much happening right now, and I, I'm proud that AEW is involved in so much of it, and I think 
All Out is definitely the talk of the wrestling world. And in terms of getting mainstream interest and and driving people towards really watching a pay-per-view and getting that kind of casual interest, there hasn't been for a show like this in a long time because we've built a huge, huge pay-per-view audience. And, and it's unprecedented. No other wrestling company outside of WWE for the past 20 years has done any pay-per-views like the nine we've done so far, then all nine of our pay-per-views are far, far, far ahead of what anybody else has achieved in the past 20 years in the pay-per-view universe besides WWE, who were really the lone wolf uh, running big pay-per-views for a long time. And since we've come along, we've built a big audience, but this show is going to do far more traffic than anything we've ever done, which speaks volumes because we'd been so successful that there's not been a show like this outside of one company in the past t- over 20 years that's drawn remotely this kind of interest. So it's pretty special. And, uh, you know, that's it's very fitting because I think to come back, you want to surround uh, all your stars with really top stars around them and, and have a great top-to-bottom pay-per-view card. And that's why AEW's pay-per-views have been so strong, I think, over the years is just loaded lineups, championship matches, big moments. And I think this is the best example of that because it's really the strongest card top to bottom, topped with the most, I think, anticipation we've had of any one match, any one segment, any one thing we've ever done. Right. And speaking of top to bottom, the card and championship matches coming up next, we'll talk to Tony about the championship matches that we will have coming up this Sunday at All Out. This is AEW Unrestricted. Aubrey Edwards and Tony Schiavone here with the wonderful and amazing Tony Khan. We're talking about the all-out card this Sunday, September 5th at the Now Arena. You can buy it on pay-per-view, Bleacher Report. Please, please, please get this pay-per-view because it is absolutely going to be one of the most incredible, if not the most incredible wrestling show. And it's on Bleacher Report, not Bleacher Report Live. That's true. Some of our fans might be wondering where Bleacher Report Live is when they go to click on it. They've sunsetted it. (laughs) They've did. sunset, sunsetted. The app, uh, it's gone, and they've. It's in Bleacher Report is a much bigger app, so more fans and more casual fans are going to be getting plugs, ads for the pay per view, and they can buy it directly through the Bleacher Report app, which is a huge good thing for us in the yes. long run. It is a bit of a transition right now. It will involve some people who probably don't have the Bleacher Report app downloading it because I know some people were using BR Live just to order our pay per views. Uh, because they've done great, great traffic on there with many tens of thousands of buys over and over uh, because Bleacher Report Live had represented a good percentage of our domestic buys. And so many of our pay-per-views have done at or above 100,000 purchases, and BR Live was a huge part of that. Now Bleacher Report itself is the pay-per-view app, so uh, download Bleacher Report app if you didn't already have it. Yeah, I actually downloaded it put on my phone today. It's there. It's yeah. there. It's red. It's loaded. It's ready to go. Yeah, if you go in the AEW news section, uh, there's a link to buy the pay-per-view. Speaking of loaded, we talked a lot about CM Punk and Darby in the first segment, but the rest of this card is absolutely loaded. This is the greatest card I've ever put together. I really believe this is the best pay-per-view card we've ever had. I've never been more excited about a card I booked, and I've never been more excited to do one of these shows with you guys. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, you say that every time and each time you top yourself. Well, this great. is going to be the biggest card we've had and really this year all the pay-per-views were up yeah. so it was true because, you know, Double or Nothing was up from last year's Double or Nothing which was up from the year before. Uh, Revolution was up from the year before which was such a successful show and, and then, of course, 
Full Gear was up from the year before, and All Out uh, last year was up from the first year. So I think this year we can expect All Out to trend again and that pattern to continue. So it's our 10th pay-per-view, and they've all been up year over year, which is pretty exciting. So I have said that, that, that this card's going to even top the prior year, but frankly, it's been true every time. Every check, single time. Check our numbers. So Every single time. So it we have to talk about Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. They had an incredible first match together for the TNA championship on the very first match of Rampage, debut of Rampage, and Christian ended up walking away with that win. And now we're seeing them face each other for the grand prize, the AEW World Championship. It's such a huge match for us. Uh, the debut of Rampage, we could not have started the show better. It was such a perfect way to start the show with Kenny and Christian having the match for the Impact title. Uh, Kenny had held both belts, the AEW title and the Impact title has been a great uh, champion. You, you can disagree with the way that he won the title, but frankly, uh, you can't disagree that he is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And he and Christian went out and had a classic TV match, and they had it with some of the constraints of television. There was a, you know, I had to go to a commercial break. I just think that really on pay per view, without uh, any constraints like that, they'll just go out and, and tear it down. And is, they had one of the best TV matches we've ever seen. Yes. And I think they can yes. have an even better match at the pay-per-view, which is pretty amazing. And I think the expectations are sky high for the AEW world title match with Kenny Omega, Christian Cage. And Kenny Omega and Christian Cage are two of the best wrestlers in the world. Bell to bell. Uh, Christian Cage had a long layoff, and I think we can talk about that at length. Uh, but he was out of the ring for a long time, and he's come back. He's shown as he's good as he ever was. And the match he had with Kenny Omega on the debut of Rampage was one of the best TV matches we've seen ever. Right. And I really believe on pay-per-view, without any constraints, no commercial breaks, interruptions, these guys are going to go out and I believe have one of the great pay-per-view matches we've had. And I'm so excited about it. And after Christian Cage's long layoff of seven years, We've really seen him come back and prove himself time and time again since he came back. He said, outwork everyone. And basically, that has led to the success he has seen at AEW. I mean, he worked himself up the card, right. and nobody can say he didn't. And he's earned the respect of even the harshest critics. I think anybody who doubted it when he, Christian Cage came back, he came in right off the bat, won a great match against Kazarian on Dynamite, right, mm-hmm. and uh, had a tremendous match with Will Hobbs, mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. tore the house down on Dynamite against Matt Seidel, had a really different match with a lot of submissions and very cool mat wrestling that I really enjoyed versus Angelico, mm-hmm. and uh, then had a tremendous match at Fighter Fest against Matt Hardy, one of his all-time rivals, one-on-one. That was a great match did a huge number big audience and people were really excited and after that uh you know we saw him go to rampage and have this classic match with kenny omega really since the beginning i think he said he's wanted to be the AEW world champion and uh he's already shown he can beat kenny he can beat kenny in a championship match situation and i think now like christian said he's going after the big one the AEW world championship and i it's such a big match, and uh, I can't imagine a better stage or a bigger pay-per-view for such an amazing world title match. The other world title, a number of world title matches, the tag team title, but I want to talk about the AW Women's World Title match. Of course you do. Brit, of course I do. Britt Baker and Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander has returned after her injury, looking better than ever, and of course Britt Baker has become uh, quite the phenom, I really think, in, in the women's division. I mean, the fans... 
have taken to her. They all go DMD, and uh, but she has proven herself in the ring despite numerous injuries. Absolutely, she, yeah. she's uh, really such a resilient wrestler. Uh, she's got a very high opinion of herself. Yes, she does. But, yes, she does. But I think the wrestling world has a really high opinion of her right now too. I, I yes. agree. Yeah. And uh, Tony Schiavone has a very high opinion of her. She's a good friend. Slightly biased. Yeah, he's very biased, but nevertheless, right. she's been a great champion. But Chris Statlander's come in. And as we said, she's had a tremendous return. She's shown up in the best shape of her career. Yes. She's undefeated since she came back, motivated. And I think we've seen this is going to be uh, not just the toughest test for Britt, but really uh, by far the best opponent she's been back in the ring with. And I think, you know, for Chris Statlander, same. Uh, Britt Baker's the toughest test she's had. And this is a match we've wanted to see for a long time. Right. And uh, I think it's a dream match on on, on such a dream pay-per-view. And it's right. kind of the theme of the card is dream matches. So it's very fitting that uh, this world title match takes place on this big card. And Tony, I mean, you've seen what a mainstream star Britt has become firsthand. You yeah. were there. You were with her every step of the way when we went back to Pittsburgh for Absolutely. the debut of Rampage. Right. Uh, what a huge homecoming what a great red carpet welcome she got in her hometown of pittsburgh it was amazing we went to the dental school and she i remember her saying i'm not so sure how they're going to receive me and it was a hero's welcome they waited for her in the lobby and then uh, we we went all back through and saw some of her professors and she signed autographs and then we went to the uh the pirates game where she threw out the first pitch and then we went to this uh, this famous bar that's right next to the stadium, and they had they had her sign a, a bottle of wine and put it up on the uh, on the ledge with all the other stars. They put it right beside Chris Jericho's bottle, uh. which is a big deal. So it was. I was very proud of her. I was very, and I knew her parents were very proud of her as well. And she talked about, hey, I had been a uh, a Pittsburgh a Pirates fan, and I would come here with mom and dad to this stadium, PNC Park, and now here I'm throwing out the first pitch. It was a big moment. I was very proud of her, and uh, she came back a star, and deservedly so. Well, that's amazing, and uh, I'm you know I'm glad you were there for all that. Yeah, You're a great too. friend, and uh, it was very special. And I think, you know, Chris Statlander has spent a lot of time training, and right. Britt has had a, an injury. She's had a wrist injury. She suffered uh, in the run up to the first rampage, right. and that was really her first match back since Nyla Rose had injured her wrist, and to get Britt back in the ring. Uh, with Red Velvet, who's another tough wrestler, yes. it's it's already been uh, tough for Britt. And then she's had a lot of out-of-the-ring activities. Uh, her dental practice keeps her really busier than almost anybody in the sport. Right? Yes. And so her uh, her commitments and all the things she did in promoting Rampage in her hometown, it's a lot. It's a, it's a crazy schedule. And Chris Statlander is one of the best athletes in wrestling and is undefeated. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens here. But Chris Statlander has everything that it takes to be a great world champion. And I think she potentially could be a great world champion for us in AEW. So uh, Britt's definitely got her work cut out for her in this championship match. In her uh, title defenses that she's had, Nyla Rose and, of course, Red Velvet, this is a much different type of match for her absolutely. that you'll have to go up against. Wouldn't you agree? Oh. I absolutely agree. Yeah. I mean, all, all three of those wrestlers that you named there, they're very different styles, different histories with Britt. Right. Uh, but I think Statlander is definitely going to be Britt's toughest test so far. Jamie Hayter has kind of uh, thrown a wild card in all this, too, hasn't she? Yeah, she's definitely an X factor in this whole yeah. situation. Uh, Britt has uh, a heater, uh, mm-hmm. an enforcer, somebody to watch her back, right. and uh, kind of a thug. And mm-hmm. so for Britt Baker, uh, 
I definitely think that it adds an advantage. Uh, Chris Statlander has good friends watching her back she also. Sure some right. of the best. And some of the best friends anybody can have. So right. it'll be a great night. And, uh, you know, the theme of the show is dream matches and great title matches. And I think uh, you couldn't ask for anything better than Dr. Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander, the number one contender. DMD. Yeah, okay. How yeah, about our right, tag all match? Right. All right. So this tag match, I mean, we have this... Everyone loves tournaments. I love tournaments. It, it always leads to incredible matchups, and we see how pairings could end up working. And, you know, we know the Lucha Brothers. We know the Young Bucks. We've seen them in pay-per-view before. We've seen them do incredible things off of ladders and tables and all this, but now we're putting them in a cage, which is just absolutely insane, and I'm, I'm expecting this to be a spectacle. Well, uh, it's not just one of these cage matches. A lot of times on wrestling shows, just for no rhyme or reason, they'll put a match in a cage match. And there's a good reason for this. Because since the Young Bucks became the tag team champions, uh, they've had a real change in attitude. Yes. And for most of 2021, the Young Bucks have been retaining the tag team championship via chicanery and outside interference. And I had had enough. And I really wanted to see a fair tag team championship match at All Out. And so that's why I put together the Eliminator Tag Team Tournament, took the top four ranked teams in AEW and put them in a tournament. And what an important uh, monumental tournament for AEW. You know, on Rampage, the finals of this tournament, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus the Lucha Brothers, Ray Phoenix and Pentel Zero Miedo. What a classic match. And Absolutely incredible. Took, took place in front of one of the greatest athletes in the world, the Greek freak, Giannis. <laughs> he was going nuts, uh, enjoying it. And it was uh, so kind of him to grace us with his presence in Milwaukee and, again, brought us great mainstream attention. And it's just an example of all the great buzz. He was so gracious, uh, and he got very excited, just like all the fans, about the match. And it was a great result for the Lucha Brothers. We're back at All Out, where two years ago, the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers had a classic ladder match. Yes, and it's very fitting that they're here. They've come all the way around. They've come full circle at All Out. And now Young Bucks taking on Ray Phoenix and Penta El Zero Miedo in the cage. And we know it's going to be a fair fight. We can keep out all the outside interference that has marred these Young Bucks matches. Like Gallows and Anderson, like Don Callis. Like Brandon Cutler. Like Brandon Cutler, like the, the whole crew of the elite, absolutely. The Young Bucks, regardless of the attitude change that has been known, are still a phenomenal tag team. And when they when they get rid of all this, all the earrings, take off all these crazy clothes, they still perform in the ring like none other. They're, they're still just very remarkable tag team. Absolutely. And I think in this setting, a cage match where anything's possible, there's yeah. all kinds of new possibilities. We haven't had a lot of cage matches in AEW. No. And for a tag team cage match, people are going to see, I think, We've got something very exciting uh, ahead on this pay-per-view. It's right. going to be a real first, and uh, I expect it to be another show stealer. So it's yeah. going to be uh, top to bottom such an amazing card. I, I look forward to the fact they're going to be in the cage, yes. and the Young Bucks will have to rely on their wrestling talent and not the outside interference to win a match. So maybe we'll go back and see some of the Young Bucks of the old that we've come to And know. vice versa. Can you imagine the possibilities? The Young Bucks are two of the great athletes, but the people they're in the ring with, the Lucha Brothers, are at the top. And uh, gosh, Ray Phoenix in particular, what he might do oh, up boy. his cage, yeah. who knows? Right. I, I, was, I was trying to think of it earlier. My brain just broke thinking of all the things he could potentially yeah. do with his body and physics inside of this cage. People have asked me, is there a better high flyer than Ray Phoenix? Uh, Today? I, I mean... 
we've seen great ones right throughout the years but he's he has to rank up there with some of the greatest absolutely all i mean some of the all-timers right and uh right now in the modern era they're, right. they're it's quite possible no i think he's a at or above everyone right okay so as we said kenny omega Christian Cage for the AEW world title. Britt Baker defends the AEW women's world title against Chris Statlander. In the cage, the Young Bucks defend the AEW tag team title against the Lucha Brothers. We have more. More. Including the TNT Championship. It'll be on the line. And, of course, the great Chris Jericho putting his career on the line. Oh, my God. It's so much be, on the line. Uh, a lot. And to put it on the line against MJF and the record MJF has, uh, it's going to be very interesting. And Chris has had an amazing career. And uh, what a, what an incredible story it would be if it were to end here. So I think there's a lot to talk about still on this okay. amazing show. Let's do that. We'll talk about that right after this. We are heading to All Out on pay-per-view. It's coming up this Sunday, 8 o'clock, 7 central. Make sure you join us. Top to bottom, our best card. We've talked so much yes. about the matches, the title matches, the return of CM Punk against Darby Allin. But now let's talk about some of the other matches on the card, including Miro in the TNT Championship defending against Eddie Kingston. It's going to be awesome. Isn't Eddie Kingston, awesome? if there's anybody who uh, uh, deserves this opportunity, who's earned this, it's Eddie Kingston. Yes. who came into AEW challenging for the TNT Championship and since then has really grown to be one of the most popular, beloved wrestlers in the company and known for being a hard work, lunch pail wrestler. And I think uh, for him to work his way up and earn this title shot is pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, Miro uh, also has pointed out these TNT Open Challenges, he took real exception when he gave Fuego an opportunity to earn a contract year by winning the TNT title. Well, I gave Fuego the contract anyway because I thought Fuego worked really hard sure. and earned it. Yeah. Well, something similar happened actually last year, last summer, with Eddie Kingston. Uh, he had a very different attitude than Fuego, but I was really impressed with Eddie Kingston. He came in, uh, he was a little brash, and uh, hmm. uh, well, but again, a very hard worker. He had a very different style than Fuego, but I was really impressed and ended up signing Eddie after his uh, initial, basically his tryout in the TNT Open Challenge match. Yeah. Uh, and Miro has said that was uh, not a deserved contract, that Eddie didn't win in the TNT title, so he doesn't deserve to work here. And uh, he's going to try and really rid AEW of Eddie and, mm -hmm. and make an example of him and that he's got to atone for that. But meanwhile, I think Eddie has built such a great fan base that people are really behind him. And what a great moment it would be if Eddie was to win the TNT title at All Out. I think it would be wonderful. I was really popped me uh, on Rampage when Eddie walked out after Miro had been in the ring. Eddie walked out, started to talk, because he talks a lot, right? And then he shook his head like, nah, talk is not going to do anything. He just uh, went in the ring and attacked Miro. It's going to be a great match. It really is. Two different styles, but two, you know, two brawlers. It's going to be hard hitting. Yeah, hard very. hitting. Very well said. Absolutely. I'm very, very excited for that. And, uh, you know, Eddie's a big fan of all Japan pro wrestling and the right. hard hitting heavyweight style. And right. I think they can go in and have one of those kind of matches. So I think it'll be great. So last few weeks leading up to this, we've seen Jericho and MJF kind of coming to to this massive point in their story that's been going on for months and months uh, and months. It's I mean this is really uh, such a monumental match in wrestling because Chris Jericho is one of the all time legends in wrestling, and for yes. him to put his career on the line, say that he'll 
to walk away. He'll never wrestle again if MJF beats him. Uh, MJF's beaten him before. Yes. And MJF's beaten pretty much everybody he's wrestled. He's got one of the best records in the sport. So uh, Chris is in serious peril, and it's time, I think, to evaluate what this means for Chris. Uh, You know, MJF is such a great rival to him. Uh, It's been a great series of matches. They've done things in terms of mainstream interest with uh, the stadium stampede. Yes. Urban Meyer and Charlie Strong getting involved. (laughs) Got a lot of attention, a lot of ESPN and and big sports press. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, the dinner debonair. Yes. Picked up in the New York Times as one of the best cultural moments of 2020. And the Blood and Guts match was a huge success for us, commercially, critically, everything. And so it's such a great rivalry. And if this is it for Chris, he's done so much for AEW. He's one of the people responsible for the launch of AEW. I don't think we would have had a successful debut without Chris getting behind us. He's the first ever AEW champion. That's right. He made the greatest history anybody can make. His name will always be associated with this company, and he's also a great host. He's done a great job on Rampage, and you know we've got a great young audience there, and Chris is a tremendous announcer, and he said if, if MJF wins this match, that could be what Chris is doing, but I also think Chris has so much to offer as a wrestler. There's, there's no reason for Chris to stop wrestling. This is kind of a really a self-imposed stipulation, so I'm really... Uh, torn on this match but i think it's going to be tremendous over the last little bit more than a month he's wrestled five times now and mjf has wrestled once so i don't know if that's going to come into play or not but it it had to wear on chris the labors of jericho absolutely beat the hell out of chris and we saw week after week i think he was going through these tough matches and going into the pay-per-view i really do agree with you i think it's going to show the effects are going to show and i think chris is beat up and uh it's going to definitely factor into this match Satoshi Kojima will be coming here to wrestle John Moxley. And uh, it's going to be our first time seeing him here in AEW. And we're talking about a real legend uh, worldwide, but especially in Japan. Well, Satoshi Kojima is a legend worldwide. He's a former All Japan Pro Wrestling Triple Crown champion, former IWGP champion in New Japan, and uh, really specifically with New Japan has uh become a legend in not just singles wrestling but also one of the great tag team wrestlers right and uh for kojima to come in on what is the most loaded pay-per-view card in recent memory and to say that's where he wants to make his AEW debut and to call out one of the baddest people in AEW, the former AEW world champion really you know you could argue the rightful AEW world champion yes. sure could. john could. moxley uh, who had the title stolen from him. So I do think uh, that's going to be uh, a really exciting match on the card. And, you know, John Moxley himself has been a champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He sure has. The former IWGP U.S. champion. That's right. And I think Kojima would really be in line to advance in New Japan. Uh, he's been a great champion, again, in New Japan, all Japan, all over the world. But I do think for Kojima now... This is the biggest opportunity he's had in many years, if not ever, because this could mean breaking through as a mainstream star in America, which would be a new height for him. And for Moxley, uh, it's a great chance. Uh, He's got one of the top win-loss records in the world, and continuing it, keeping it up, he's in great position himself. And John Moxley, I think, is one of our biggest stars, one of our brightest stars. And uh, anytime he's wrestling on pay-per-view, anytime he's wrestling at all in AEW, it's a really big deal. 
coming back this year's all out we have the 21 woman casino battle royale coming back it's going to be great i'm super excited we've got a ton of our awesome female talent we've got ty conti we've got nyla rose who won the very first one yeah. uh we've got jade cargo we've got thunder, thunder rosa, rosa penelope ford there's so many the great bunny yes. layla hirsch uh, just top to bottom stacked, and we've got the former women's world champion Hikaru Shida. Right. Yes, uh, Emi Sakura. It's just really, really a loaded group. Uh, Red Velvet will be competing in the Casino Battle Royale, so a lot of the top challengers will be in this match, uh, trying to get a shot at the women's world title. And as you said, Nyla Rose won the first women's casino battle royale but i think the competition in the past two years since then has gotten a lot stronger much much and and this is going to be very different than what she got in the ring with two years ago at all out and uh that's going to be for a shot the winner will get a shot down the road at the women's world champion be it either Britt baker or chris statlander coming out absolutely and i think uh they'll be watching that match very eagerly and uh, with great anticipation we also have uh, Paul White coming back in the ring for oh, the first time in quite a long time. Exciting. It's QT Marshall. That's really cool. And yeah, uh, I think cool. it's something. It's a great story, and you're uh, very close to it, Tony. Yes, uh, I am. Q- yeah. QT Marshall was mistreating you, and yeah. I think it was really cool. The one person you know, of all your broadcast partners, the right. one who stepped up and, and uh, took your back was... Paul White. Right. Always always be, befriend the biggest guy in the room. There you go. That's what I Well, said. you guys have been friends for a long well, time. Well, we have. We've known each other since the 90s. And uh, having Paul come back and work with me has been spectacular. And I'm so glad that he stepped up uh, and not only had my back, but he had had enough of QT Marshall before then. I mean, we all have. We but... all have. I mean, you know, he even comes out uh, before you'll come out sometimes and run his mouth to the fans. Yeah, well, telling it's... us how much he does behind the scenes. He does. You know, he's a good uh, assistant, and he does a lot of important clerical <laughs> work. I think QT actually came on this show and took credit for a lot of the writing, which is amusing to me because. I mean, I write the outlines and I send them to two people, QT and Denise. Mm-hmm. And Denise is really doing as much of the formatting. I mean, to be fair, QT does do a lot of good work, but I think he may have uh, uh, taken a little bit too much credit the last time he appeared on Unrestricted. So yeah. I'm glad to set the record straight. QT is yeah. a great person, but uh, uh, his contributions are also largely clerical. Right. And uh, <laughs> yeah. so now is a great chance for Paul White, I think, to put him in his place. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people that uh, go to school to be a stenographer that could do that job that QT Well, actually, QT, I mean, look, QT does great work behind the scenes, and he's actually a great, <laughs> he's a great trainer. And it's fun to rip him, but he's, he's just so obnoxious, yeah. and he's he's incredibly helpful, and I, I like working with him behind the scenes. But he runs his mouth a lot, and he's, he's pissed the wrong people off, and Paul White... You, you've got a good friend, and I, I, sure I think do. you know it's not cool what QT did to you. And I think it'll be good to see uh, him get in the ring with one of the largest athletes in sports. Big choke slam coming, I hope. Oh, please, okay, so, please! It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. Okay, let's uh, let's not forget we have the buy-in that starts. Of course, we got yeah. and these great matches uh, mm-hmm. with, of course. Orange Cassidy now teaming right. up with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Mm-hmm. They've got his back against the HFO. Yes. Right. So there you got it, top to bottom. Uh, anything else you want to add? Well, I think it's just uh, such a special uh, weekend all out. We've got the Fan Fest. Yes, right? Saturday. A huge part of it. And all tomorrow, right. uh, if you're listening to this, uh, when it comes out on Thursday, we've got uh, Friday Night Rampage right. live. Yes. So it's going to be a big three-day weekend and really uh, events four out of the five days with AEW Dynamite. and some, we got some fun stuff going on Thursday, too. So really, it's just a whole week here going right. on. But I, I think there's so much excitement. 
AEW had the most momentum of any wrestling company in the world this past year, but for CM Punk to come in when he did, uh, it's a perfect time for AEW, and it's a great time to to get back into wrestling. If you haven't watched in a while, and if you've been supporting us this whole time, we really appreciate it. This weekend is for the fans, for the new fans, and for the fans that have been with us this whole time. So thank you very much. Tony, thank you, buddy. Thanks, you, man. All thank right. you, guys. It, it's so, going to be a great weekend for all of us. I right? think I think we're all excited. I don't even have the words to say how excited I am yeah. for this weekend. Let's not forget that you can see uh, Dark Elevation every Mondays on our YouTube channel. Dark is on Tuesdays. And don't forget Wednesday live on TNT. It's AEW Dynamite, 8 o'clock, 7 central. And then Friday, we got Rampage, 10 o'clock, 9 central on TNT. You can listen to this podcast on Thursdays on all of your favorite podcast platforms. You can watch it generally on Mondays, though we tend to like to get the TK one out pretty early just so people can. Thanks, uh, yeah. No, we always, we always make sure. Yeah. Got to get people excited, man. Some people prefer consuming podcasts with their eyeballs. But hey, subscribe, download, listen, yes. like. Let us know what you think. And don't forget, it is all out coming up this Sunday, 8 o'clock, 7 central, exclusively on pay-per-view. And as we always say during an AEW pay-per-view, you never know what's going to happen. Never. That's right. You can order it on pay-per-view, cable, satellite, Bleacher Report. It's going to be a very special night in pro wrestling. Thanks to you great fans. And for Tony Khan, I'm Tony Schiavone. I'm Aubrey Edwards, and this is AEW Unrestricted. Thank you so much for listening.